How do you understand your employer brand? You can aim to win awards. You can launch a new career site. You can activate beautiful campaigns. You can spend a ton of money on making everything shiny. But how do you measure how you're actually performing in the eyes of your candidates, employees, and alumni? We have developed the Employer Brand Index to help practitioners understand their company's reputation as an employer. It gives you a quantitative and qualitative understanding of what talent thinks, presented in an easily understandable score and actionable report. Learn more at employerbrandindex.co. Hey, Sons, Vaisan, it's Jorgen Sundberg here with the Employer Branding Podcast, brought to you by your friends at Link Humans. Find purveyors of data driven employer brand insights. And have I got a data driven company for you today? You've definitely heard of this business. You may even have used their services recently. I know I do, especially when a promo code pops up on my phone. We're going to learn how this global tech business delivers mobility, not just for consumers, but very much for careers. Let's start the show. Hey, Delphina and Chavi, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jürgen. Thank you, Jürgen. Uh, thanks for having us. Thanks for inviting us. Yeah, my pleasure. So please let our listeners know who you are and what is it that you do. Yeah, my name is Chavi, uh, and I, I like to define myself uh, as a content creator and talent expert. I have 15 years of experience in people and talent operations and really also enjoy writing about the present and future of work and, and creating my own illustrations. In, in terms of where I'm from, I was raised, uh, uh, born and raised in Barcelona, and you can tell probably by my Spanish accent. And before joining Uber, I held global leadership roles in the Netherlands for TomTom and Philips. And I'm currently the head of strategic initiatives for talent acquisition at Uber based in uh, San Francisco. Um, I've grown with Uber for over two years. And today my responsibilities encompass managing our project management office, the talent attraction team, which is also known as employer brand and marketing and also operational excellence and continuous improvement efforts. Yeah, and I'm Delphi and I'm on Xavi's team. I'm originally from Argentina and that's where I started my career um, in recruiting and talent acquisition. I joined Uber over four years ago in, back in Buenos Aires, later on moved to Mexico City and that's where I've been living since then. Um, and before moving under Xavi's team, I've been managing and leading teams of recruiters and recruiting coordinators in, in Latin America. And then last year I moved to the global TA operations team and I started building the employer brand strategy and team by the end of last year. Um, and now after almost a year of being a digital nomad, I'm finally relocating to, to San Francisco in a couple of days. Um, so yeah, as you can see, internal mobility and international relocations are a constant here at Uber. Yeah, sounds like it. Okay, so if we go back to basics, what is Uber? And I'm thinking perhaps beyond what people might already know. Yeah, uh, Uber is a, a technology platform that allows you to go where you want to be and get what you need from your phone with a few clicks and in minutes. I think that the story that uh, probably everyone knows is that it was founded um, in, the, in 2009 in San Francisco, initially as a black cap service and uh, expanded the, the right services uh, globally. 
and and also like uh, it's it's branched out more recently into the freight and delivery business with uh, with new products. What is really interesting about the company is that uh, it's truly global. We operate in seventy one countries and have more than uh, operations in more than ten thousand cities in in six continents. Um, internally, we have twenty thousand employees, including engineering, product, corporate, and operations roles. And what brought me to Uber, and I think that it's really magic about using it is that you take an action in the app with your phone and something happens in the real world in minutes and you can track how things move in, in real time. So that really requires a, a complex uh, set of technology and operations in the background that very few tech companies have access to and also really interesting problems to solve for. Absolutely. And uh, you mentioned the 20,000 uh, employees and uh, just to clarify, that is only actual employees, but not drivers, for instance. Yeah, that's correct. That's uh, all, of, all of our Uber employees in, in the roles that I mentioned, engineering, uh, corporate and operations. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about uh, this talent and specifically around the challenges. What are the sort of people you're looking for and what, what's, uh, what's the, what are you up against? I think uh, I'll start with the with the, the the first talent challenge that that came our way uh, as the company company grew, as you may or may not know. Um, at some point, Uber was the the fastest uh, growing company in in technology in the world, and we were growing uh, so fast and and at peak times, um, adding to the organization over a thousand people every month that the first challenge that we had to tackle was how do we build the infrastructure to support hiring at scale? And uh, we're still growing and and hiring substantially at scale, um, especially as we introduce uh, new technologies and product lines. So that infrastructure challenge remains. When it comes to uh, what you were referring to, the challenges of finding the right people and, and bringing them on board, I think that they are very, very different because of that geographic footprint that I just shared with you, right? We are present in so many cities in the world that uh, the challenges are very local. So sometimes the people don't know our brand in depending on, on what markets we were trying to enter. Sometimes uh, they, they know it very well. And, and, and then there's uh, this repu- reputation or preconceptions that they have. And sometimes the, there's competitive uh, you know, markets that we, we try to un- enter where there's very established players or talent availability is scarce. And there's something very unique about Uber as well, that is the, the regulatory frameworks that we have to go through. Got it. And uh, in terms of um, the awareness of you as an employer, do you get a lot of leverage from the actual consumer product from the app? Is that how people find out about you as an employer? Or would it be another way? Yeah, uh, I think that typically they they do. Like I think that the consumer brand is very, very, very strong. And we've never really faced, um, especially like in the in the bigger markets where Uber is really known as a consumer brand, we don't face a, a volume challenge. So like people do know us and people like do reach out to us and, and try to, to get a job with us. But uh, what we are trying to put more emphasis on is especially on diversifying our workforce and like fi- finding new channels to get, um, you know, more diverse people in and being, um, I think that on the talent side, there's, there's also like an internal part, right? Being hyper-focused in supporting the health of our employees, both physical and mental, and also helping our employees grow because that increases retention. And when you talk about talent, you want to find talent, but you also want to make sure that your talent stays with you. And that's a, a very powerful um, lever for us absolutely 
why don't we move on to the employer brand? Tell us um, how they come about, what are some of the objectives and the team and reporting lines, uh, all that good stuff, please. Yeah, the team has been moving reporting lines, and I think that that's very common in this industry between marketing and, and HR or the people department over the years. Last year, uh, we moved it under time acquisition operations. As we see the uh, employer brand and marketing team as an amplifier of the time acquisition efforts and really uh, necessary for any mature talent organization. We renamed the, the team as Talent Attraction, and that's what you will see online as well, because we consider that we what we do is much more than branding and marketing. We are focused in initiatives that help us with awareness, conversion, and engagement throughout the entire candidate and employee lifecycle. And our objective is to, uh, as I said, attract, but also retain the right talent for Uber. And as a talent attraction team, we want to influence the, the quality of hiring decisions on both sides. So that goes for, for the candidate and also and also for the company. Yeah, and I think there, what I can add is a little bit of our priorities. I think, Jorgen, you were talking about our consumer brand before. And this yeah. is a challenge that we have, like the fact that we have such a strong consumer brand it could be really good for in terms of attraction, but at the same time, that's also a challenge for us because people don't really know what is it like to work at Uber. So the first of our priorities right now in terms of employer run is exactly that, like telling the story of how is it like to work here. People know about the brand, the consumer brand. They know um, how is it like to order an Uber or an Uber Eats order, but at the same time, they don't really know that we have real people working in corporate offices. So that's one of the main priorities that we have right now, like humanizing the brand and telling all these stories. Um, and the second one is more engaging better with the candidates that we want to hire. That means both on the top of the funnel with our paid media and campaigns, but also enhancing every touch point that we have with candidates throughout the hiring process. And then our third priority is more aligned to employee advocacy. Like we are a small team and we don't want this to be like a corporate message. We want to make sure that all of our employees are active brand ambassadors. Yeah, absolutely. And let me ask you about that later. But first, let's move on to, uh, to your EVP. You mentioned previously before the call that uh, you're sort of uh, developing that at the moment. Tell me where you're at. Yeah, we, we're in the midst of uh, adjusting our EVP and, and, and tagline and uh, incorporating that concept of uh, go anywhere, get anything. And uh, also um, there's an effort of incorporating our cultural values as, as they evolve. Uber has uh, always been about movement, movement of people, movement of things, and we'll continue with that concept and apply that concept to our people because we truly believe that you can go anywhere and get the career that you want to, to have at Uber. And we, we have that philosophy that our employees are in the driving seat and driving their own growth. And as they do it, they have a, a team of wonderful, diverse and smart people that, uh, that accompany them in, in that journey. Yeah, and I think um, right now, as Xavi mentioned, we are reviewing and proof testing all the research that we have. We have a lot of research that we did both internally with employees and externally with, with candidates. And at the same time, we're integrating with all the work that it's being done right now around culture, our new values, and we're marketing with marketing and comms on the messaging to make sure that the new mission statement, our new values, and our EVP really tie together. So we are right now in, the, in that process. Yeah, well, I really like go anywhere, get everything, but yeah. it, it might be hard to deliver for to uh, in terms of employment, in terms of get everything, that might mean a very high salary. But uh, it sounds like you've uh, 
redefine it a little bit for an employment context. Yeah, you're gonna you're thinking about salary, and it's funny uh, because uh, <laughs> we we know from our employees that, uh, and actually from external research that that's that's not the uh, the only or main driver, right? And uh, what we've seen over the years is we heavily invest in in our talent mobility programs, and uh, that's something that that is very unique about Uber, right? Uh, you have the example of Delfina and myself that have moved around. I started in Amsterdam, now I'm in SF. Delfina moved from Argentina to uh, Mexico and now she's moving to San Francisco as well. That movement is very unique of Uber and 30% of our hires are actually internal. So we are constantly, and, and, and those moves, right, happen like oftentimes when the employees are, getting into some of our mobility programs through geek projects that they get exposure to other businesses or temporary assignments that we offer. So there's, or, you know, like until, get, until you get to the permanent move, there's, uh, there's many other mobility um, programs that we have to support employees. And, and that's definitely a part of our EVP, right? That's very, very unique and, and valuable. Yeah, I, I love it. Real, real mobility there. Okay, so if we talk about uh, activation of the employer brand, so Delfina, you were mentioned earlier about uh, telling the stories about uh, corporate yeah. employees and so on, and also I'm interested in learning more about the employee advocacy programs. Of course, yeah. We're right now we're actively working on activating, as I was telling you, the new values and the the new EVP. The Two main projects that we have for Have2 is like we're going to be doing a big campaign. We're going to be generating a lot of new content, photo, video um, content that we don't really have right now. So we are going to be creating a lot of new, fresh content. And the main thing that we're going to be working on, hopefully you'll, you'll be able to see it in a couple months, is a big career site overhaul. So that's going to be the main the main platform, of course, but all these new, fresh content that we are activating is going to be amplified and used and leveraged in all the different platforms and channels that we have. Like we're gonna have employee generated videos. That's something we've been focusing on, on having more of these employee stories on videos. Our careers blog, we have a lot of employee stories there. And then of course, social media channels in general, all the job boards that we have a presence in, um, our paid campaigns. We have a lot of, um, in terms of paid media, events, email campaigns on our new CRM. And yes, in terms of employee advocacy, what we are trying to do is like create like a bigger program that it's both, if you want tops down and bottoms up, like we want our leaders to be, um, we're organizing a couple of trainings with LinkedIn to make sure that our leader, leadership team is really engaged with the brand and they really know how to leverage their LinkedIn profile, for example. And then we're also trying to source internally all these employee stories, both by written on the blog and then um, with the videos that we have on the career site and that we are leveraging in different platforms. And then we're creating a lot of assets that um, employees can share whenever they join Uber, whenever they have an Uberversary. So yeah, in terms of employer brand, we're doing a lot of different stuff, again, with the general volume of our employees, but also with our leadership team to make sure that they are also being brand ambassadors and super active on, on their socials as well. Yeah, and what Delfina said about the, um, she mentioned like the some some of the content that we're making available for our employees for them to share. I think that that's a really uh, a true success story for us. Like the team came up with uh, these share cards to celebrate your company anniversary and also when you join the company because the, these are two moments that we heard from our employees that they matter and they want to celebrate with us. And uh, yeah, we like we scheduled these share cards uh, to to their email. 
and they receive them when they have a company anniversary and and that's become a great success they are really sharing uh, the share cards on linkedin and, and their socials and we're getting a lot of traction there fantastic and do you use a specific hashtag that uh, our listeners can click on yeah we have life at uber we have a couple but the main one is life at uber great and uh do you ever use the the uber app to um promote uh, careers at uber or, or would that be too generic you think not yet but we are exploring that that option we we are planning on having some conversations with the engineering team to see if that's something that we can do um and put a little bit of advertising there that we are hiring and maybe redirecting all of our riders and couriers and drivers um to our career site as well okay nice okay and how do you go about measuring the impact of, of all this good work that you you and the team are doing um yeah i think that's a pretty relevant question because our TA leadership team is pretty data-driven and tough in that sense. So they're super biased for hiring. Um, So everything that we do needs to have a direct return and impact on actual hires. That's how we get the budget. And then how that's how we really demonstrate our, our impact. I have a close partnership with all of our leaders and also with the analytics team. So when, whenever we are kicking off the year or the half, I start meeting with both the analytics team and then our leaders to really understand under, like all the hiring needs. Like, where is it that we're going to be hiring? Where are we going to have the volume hires? What are the hard to fill roles? And based on that, we what we do is we define our target talent segments and our strategy. And then I meet pretty frequently with them. I meet on a monthly basis with all of our leaders to review the actual results. So to be honest, the results that they want to see is hires. So what I show them is a little bit all the final and what is it that we um, did in top of the final in terms of awareness, but then how that actually converted to actual engagement, more followers, the click-through rates. And then, of course, in terms of impacts, what they want to see is the actual applies, like the conversion rate from you to apply, the actual applies, and then how those candidates converted throughout the funnel. And then, again, if we impacted on their hiring targets or not. Great. And in terms of um, um, impact, um, so you measure the, the highest and the, the quality and so on. Are you, yeah. you also, from an employer brand perspective, are you able to impact or to influence leadership and, and uh, regarding behaviors and processes and the culture so that uh, it makes your job easier? Yeah, I th- yeah, I think that the, I can take that one. I, I think that there's, um, when you're talking about uh, influencing behaviors, what we we have a, a a good leverage, which is um, the sort of our process metrics and our candidate survey, right? And probably that's those are the two things that we leverage the most. So um, there's two things that we we try to do. One is look at like okay, like we're generating like uh, you know traffic and and applications. What's happening with those with with those applicants that we're generating, right? Like how are they com- like going through the funnel? Do they get action like do they get answered do they get engaged are they satisfied and then what we do is we bring that all that information back right as part of our reviews so there is a yeah there's there's that holistic view not only top of the funnel but as you said like throughout like what's the experience that we're giving to those candidates yeah and also um as javi mentioned our stale report for example like again we are bringing a lot of new candidates to the top of the funnel are they really moving throughout the funnel so we really go to see our slas if we have stale candidates to really ensure that those candidates that we are bringing to the top of the funnel are being interviewed and moved throughout the process and then of course as javi was saying um the actual experience that we have so we really review the candidate experience results and dashboard there 
Fantastic. And uh, take it one step further. Do you also look at the employee experience? And may not may make it on another team, but is that something you uh, you look at, and does that influence your decision making? Yeah, we are fortunate that our we have a, a very close relationship with people analytics, and and they have a holistic access to everything, right? From um, when it comes to employee data, um, mm-hmm. so we are able to surface some employee data as well. And uh, a lot of our processes, when it comes to hiring, they encompass our internal population. I mentioned before that internal mobility is very important for us, and the mobility and immigration team currently sits under talent acquisition. So that that makes it um, really integrated, right? Because we can really custom the internal experience, but still look at the candidate experience holistically, considering external candidates and internal candidates. Fantastic. Great. Okay. So um, I'm going to ask you now for your top tips to employer brand professionals listening to this. And I usually get about three tips from uh, the one interviewee I have. So you two can uh, decide how many you want to give collectively. All right. Um, I, I think I'll get started and, and see like if, if that has additions. Uh, the, the first one and it's very relevant to what we are very in line with what we've just discussed is to monitor your efforts and collect and share data and results with your stakeholders. One great thing about this field of work is that we have a lot of data and we can really show the ROI of every investment that we that we do. The second one that comes to mind is um, to independently of where you sit in the organization to establish really close relationships with marketing and comms, the talent functions and and key vendors and external partners, especially at the leadership level. Um, You'll need all of those partners to inform your strategy and and get things done. And also the cross-functional collaboration enriches the results. Um, And the last one that I'll share is to constantly talk to your employees and candidates. They are your ambassadors, potential customers, they can uncover challenges and, and opportunities to work on, and they give you the constant pulse and, and true representation of how it is to work in your company, right? And I think it's important that whatever you find, that you're transparent with it, <laughs> that uh, your company might not be for everyone, and it's better to be honest than to have people surprised after they join you. And if you're transparent and funnel the feedback um, for improvements to the right teams, uh, you can positively impact their experiences and, and make sure that you're making really high quality decisions. Absolutely. And Delfina, any tips from you? I think Xavi um, <laughs> said it pretty well, but I think I, I'll echo also on the partnership with marketing and communications. Like in such a big organization as ours, sometimes this can be hard, but at the same time, if you work really close to them, it's really important. So I would say the importance on partnering really well between with both marketing and the TA organization, and then also building a good team. Like I have a really good team and I'm really proud of my team and they they are super creative. They generate really good content. So also like making sure that you build a really good and passionate team, I think it's important. Absolutely. Right. And speaking of a passionate team, I know you two are very passionate about the, the roles you're doing. What is it that makes this, uh, this field, this functional, this job so special? I think the, the intersection of operations and creativity. Personally, it allows me to use both sides of my brain and to be focused on metrics and also very inspired by the humans that we talk to and their stories. Um, It allows me to be strategic and data-driven 
uh, was we look at hiring forecasts, optimization of campaign results, and at the same time, I'm, I'm involved in creative production and, and coming up with really uh, innovative ideas. So that's that's what really makes it uh, makes it for me. Yeah, and I think for me it's similar. Like I feel like employer brand is the perfect mix between the recruiting world, and I'm really passionate about the recruiting world, but also with the creativity and all this data that Xavi was talking about. Um, on I think in recruiting, like what I really like is to have a direct impact on the business and the actual hiring targets and see those results. So being able to contribute to that, but from a more creative work, I feel like it's completely fascinating. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, final question. Where can our listeners uh, connect with yourselves and uh, where can they learn more about Uber's employer brand? Yeah, to connect uh, personally uh, with me and I'll let Delphi like cover the company one, but personally I'm quite active on LinkedIn and, and Twitter and I have a handle on Twitter that is uh, Future, Future Chabi. So it's uh, Future and XAVI, my first name. And uh, for you, Delphi. Um, I'm not active on Twitter, but you can follow me, of course, on, on LinkedIn. And then, of course, in order to learn more about Uber, you should check our career site, our careers blog, and our LinkedIn page. So if you go to uber.com slash careers or uber.com slash blog slash careers, um, you can check a lot of the new um, content that we are generating, of course, um, with the hashtag life at Uber on LinkedIn as well. Perfect. Right. Delphi and Javi, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank, you. thank you for inviting us. Okay, there we go, folks. Be sure to reach out to Delfina and Chavi and thank them ever so much for sharing those insights. And definitely look at the Life at Uber hashtag to catch all those latest stories. Now, if you haven't done already, you may want to consider subscribing to this podcast and uh, you can find all the options at employerbrandingpodcast.com. And are you, just like our friends over at Uber, obsessed with the numbers, the data, the science? Well, the Link Humans Index might just be the ticket for your organization. So we work with global Fortune 500 employers, analyzing publicly obtainable data about them from candidates, employees, and alumni. We score this up and we deliver the good, the bad, sometimes the ugly, along with a strategy on how to improve the employer brand over time. If this sounds like it could be useful, get in touch for a demo or head over to linkhumans.com to learn more. Right, that was it for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in and look forward to catching up next time. Hey! I think that what's, what's really cool is that every year Uber um, releases a list of the most commonly forgotten things in an Uber and also the most unique items found. And um, I was reviewing the 2021 list and the number one is a tooth, which is pretty amazing. Uh, there's also things like a cooler full of fish and a, a unicorn tail and a piñata. So those are some of the things that uh, are most unique. And I think that it, this uh, truly speaks to the experience of working at Uber because it shows the diligence to compile the data and share the insights, but also the creativity of our teams and that we also find time to have fun. <laughs>